Capturing the world. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is David Carmichael II with Capture the World. And I know y'all been wondering where I've been the past couple of weeks. I decided to take a little break from podcasting. Um, last December, I decided to take a small break, you know, a small holiday break. But I am back in 2021 with a fresh new episode and fresh content every Monday coming soon. And um, also, I thank you for everyone that supported the brand in 2021 to capture the world brand. Um, 2020 was the biggest sales we've had online all year. And it's crazy because even during the pandemic, we were still able to sell a lot of units of clothing. And um, I just thank you all for continuing to rock with the brand. Just rock with the message behind the brand. And, um, you know, 2021 man, is going to be an even better year for the clothing brand and the podcast. And if you haven't visited the website yet, feel free to check it out at www.capturetheworldapparel.com. And you already know where to check out the podcast, man. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Like I said before, man, we're going to be real consistent again this year. New episodes uploading every Monday, man. So stay tuned, man. Hey, y'all be blessed. 2021 is going to be a great year for everyone. Peace out. This episode was recorded on January 11th, 2021. I hope you enjoy. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is your host, David Carmichael II, and I am back with another episode of the Caption World Podcast. I kind of took a little hiatus last month in December in 2020, but we're back in 2021 with our first episode of the year, and I'm, I'm proud to announce and introduce our guest for this year. Our first guest was 2021. Her name is Courtney Epps. Courtney is a tax strategist, international speaker, and author of the best-selling books, More Relaxing, Less Taxing, and What's Your Plan B? Specializing in topics for business owners, network marketers, and leaders. Courtney Epps, how you doing today? I'm doing amazing. How are you? I'm doing great. I can't complain at all. Um, before we get started, though, um, tell us what area, um, actually, what do you live, what, what do you reside right now? I live in South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina. Lived here. Well, I've lived in South Carolina all my life. Okay, okay. Shout out to South Carolina. Um, I haven't really. I think the only time I've been to South Carolina is south of the border. Is that considered South Carolina? <laughs> yeah. It is. Yep. It's, it's not the best place in South Carolina, but it is definitely. Yeah, it's, it seems so cliche. It seems like you know. South of the border somewhere everybody has been. <laughs> and I haven't. That's like the only place I've been in South Carolina. But I do. I would like to visit it um, more often. Because um, Myrtle Beach is in South Carolina, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I've Lots always. Nice beaches. Yeah. Now, other than Myrtle Beach. There's a lot of other really nice beaches here. Okay, cool. Yeah, because sometimes stuff like that kind of overrides the other stuff that's in the area. Everybody talks about that one thing. But forgets about, you know, the other places you can go to, too. So, yeah, mountains are really amazing here. Oh, you have mountains in South Carolina? Yeah, yeah. We uh, in Greenville. I live, I live forty-five minutes from Asheville, North Carolina. You know where Biltmore Estate is. I live an hour and a half from Charlotte, and I live two okay. and a half hours from Atlanta. So it's like in the middle of everything, really. 
Yeah, pretty much. You're kind of close to everywhere. You can go to Atlanta if you want to and here and there. Yeah, that's awesome. How how's the weather down there? Is it is it pretty cold down there? It's a little warmer. It's kind of I think it's about forty five degrees. And I'm out, I'm in Virginia by the way, so it's about forty five degrees here. It's about sixty today. I mean it's it's it is cold for me. I don't like I do not like cold weather. So yeah, I feel you on that. Um, I've seen it. It's been snowing, and uh, I have family in Texas, and they live in Austin. It's snowing down there. I'm like, wow, I've never seen that before. I know there's some crazy stuff going on. There's always crazy stuff going on in Texas. I do believe all the time, man, all the time. So, um, so yeah, so let's just talk about, you know, a little bit of your, um, background, your upbringing, um, and that, you know, and what kind of led you to do what you're doing now. So you said you grew up in South Carolina and you still live there now. So, um, what were like, what were your interests growing up, um, you know, in school and, and stuff you was interested in? So, you know, I started school really early. I started college early. I was um, 16 and I started uh, going to college while I was in high school. And I graduated with a five-year accounting degree when I graduated. Uh, I, I graduated high school. Um, and then three months later, I, I got my associate's degree. And then a year and a half later, I got my um I got my bachelor's degree with 150 hours. So I have an equivalent of a master's degree. Okay. And so, and I took that by the age of 20. So I, I started off really young, not only in school, but also getting, I got married early. I got married at 19. I had a baby, um, uh, gosh, a year and three days later, I had another baby 11 months later. Mm. And then after that, we skipped a year and then I had another baby. Um, all in the same month, everything was in the same month. And mm-hmm. then about four weeks after I had my third child, my, my husband, my ex-husband at the nail, um, got drunk and beat me up in front of my kids. And so I mm-hmm. became a single mom with three kids, three, two and uh newborn at 23 years old. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, it seemed like you've, um, you know, as far as your education, you, you, you took advantage of that and you know, got that out the way early. And, um, yeah. so like, was that difficult for you? Um, far as school, like it seemed like you're, you know, you're doing it early. Was it like any struggles trying to get through that at an early age or how, how was that for you? You know, I mean, for me, I just, I always like to stay busy. I'm still that same way. Like I work, you know, 18, 20 hours a day, a lot of times only because I, it's just like, I need to keep my brain busy all the time. So right. I play sports in, in high school. I played tennis. I played softball. Um, you know, I also, I worked two different jobs while I was in high school and I went to college. So, you know, I, to me, and you know, and then my junior year, which was my first year in college, I got married, like, the day before finals, I went and took six finals. I got married the day after finals. I went and took six finals um, the day before I got married. So that was kind of crazy. And then Uh. the next year, actually, when I graduated, I had my daughter a month before that. So, you know, for me, it's always just been like on this fast track. Like I have a lot to do and I have a lot I want to accomplish. And, you know, school has always been very easy to me. Just, you know, I pick up, I have a photograph of memory, so I pick up really easily. And it's just like, I always want to strive to be better. 
and to move in the direction like that most other people are not willing to do. So I just have a drive that that most uh, people in the world never have or never won't. And, you know, sometimes it's kind of crazy because I have so much more that I feel like I need to do in this lifetime and I don't feel like we're doing it fast enough. Yeah, I feel you on that because um, some people have different perspectives. Like I know some people say, well, you know, take your time when you're doing these things. But, you know, I mean, I feel like each, any perspective is a good pers- perspective. It depends on how you want to live your life. And, you know, getting out the way early is a good thing, too. Like, you know, get out the way, get your education out the way. And it also depends on your circumstances. Some people can't do certain things at a reasonable time because they're, you know, their life, um, you know, what's going on in life. But, you know, in regards to you, man, that's that's great that you were able to, um, you know, get that done. And like you said, your personality seems like you're just a person that you're a go-getter and you're just, you know, willing to do whatever it takes to get to that next level. So that's very inspiring. That's real awesome as well. So, um, and as far as your school, like what were you studying? Um, like what was your degree? What degree did you get? So I'm an accountant and I have a five-year accounting degree and I just recently, um, got an honorary doctorate for, um, a PhD in Christian leadership and business from a university in Atlanta. So that's pretty awesome. Um, you know, my, my biggest thing is that I've spent the last 19 years just becoming an expert in the world of strategy for taxes, how to free up money for people, everyday people, small businesses, medium-sized businesses, and taking that to a whole nother level. So that's what I've been doing for the last 19 years. Now, granted, there was a lot of time in between that I tried to do everything but accounting. But I've owned numerous businesses. I've ran some in the dirt. I've been successful in some of them. And now we have a multi-million dollar accounting practice. Mm, that's awesome. So um, my next question is, okay, so you say you're an accountant. And I mean, I guess what a tax strategist, is that any different from being an accountant? Or how? what, what, that, what exactly does a tax strategist do? So a tax strategist, their job is to find ways to free up money. An accountant's job is just to take your information and prepare your return. So okay. a tax, you have a preparer, which does exactly that. They prepare taxes based upon the information that's given to them. Their whole job is not to try to help you find money. And most people, unfortunately, believe that that's what their accountant is there for. But accountants don't learn that in college. It's not, there's not a tax strategy 101 class. There's no tax strategy at all that's taught in college. And so you go through this five-year degree and you realize, oh, one, I don't even know how to prepare a tax return. And two, I have no clue how to save anybody any money. And the, the, it's set up that way. It's, it's set up that when you prepare taxes, like we have, we have four and a half months to collect all of the information for all of our clients. And so it's it's literally set up almost rigged to a point where it's very hard to help people. And so we've developed a system that we do tax strategy sessions outside of tax season. And we help people understand, like, these are the things that you need to do right now in order to keep more of your hard-earned money. And then moving forward, year in, you know, what are we going to do? How do we structure things properly? What deductions are you missing? So it's really looking at the whole picture and saying, do this, 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 and this to save this much money in taxes. Other, 
other than me coming to you at tax season saying, give me all this information. Whatever you spent and whatever your structure is, we're going to take that information. We're just going to prepare your tax return. So completely different situation. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, and how long have you been a, um, how long have you had your practice? I've been an accountant for 19 years. I have obviously changed the name of our practice a couple of times, but I have prepared returns for the last 19 years solid. So um, for a while it was, I would work January through April. And in the last three and a half years, I really focused on growing our accounting practice instead of just doing other things. And um, now we have over 3000 clients. We'll have, expected to have about 10,000 more new clients this year. Mm. And then on top of that, we've got 25 employees and we've got a 6,000 square foot facility and things are just super crazy right now on how fast we're growing. So we've grown from, you know, uh, I got six years ago, we were making $9,000 a year in accounting uh, because that was not my focus. I was trying to do everything, but, and now we're, you know, two and a half million dollar firm. Man, y'all doing a big down in South Carolina, man. It's crazy. We have clients everywhere. So, yeah, I I would say that we have less clients in the state of South Carolina than we do any other state because our focus is home-based business, network marketing. And so we have a ton of business that comes from every single state just through word of mouth. That's cool. That's awesome. That's real awesome. So, um, you know, you say you've been doing it for about 19 years. So was there a time like that you realized you were real good at doing what you're doing or what you, did you know that out the gate when you got out of college? Like, you know, what, you know, how you do other jobs, you might get better and better at it. Like at what moment or what year did you realize, man, I'm really good at this. Or was it like just as soon as you started, you knew what, what was going on? So, you know, when I first, when I first started, obviously I had no clue what I was doing. I worked for a CPA firm. And then, you know, I, I knew enough just to be dangerous for a couple of years. And as I continued to learn strategy, which I really started focusing on that about six and a half years ago, um, after I got involved in a home-based business and started focusing and just, instead of just doing, um, instead of allowing accounting to be a part-time gig always, Mm-hmm. Um, I started allowing it to be more involved and heavily involved in my life. And it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily to prepare taxes. It was to give people advice. It was to speak and teach them and educate them on why they'd be brain dead, not on a home-based business. Mm-hmm. And because I was involved in network marketing. And so when I started that whole education piece and teaching and, and teaching people that information, then that started leading me into speaking, right, and teaching um, that information to others. And then that led me into a world about three and a half years ago, I showed up to a Tony Robbins event and realized, you know, one of the reasons why I wasn't pursuing my accounting practice full time is because I was scared of failing again, because I put my business up for sale about 10 years ago. And it was an accounting firm and an insurance agency and I threw that for sale and the guy sold it to stop paying me and I lost everything. And I was about a quarter of a million dollars in debt. And so I was just scared to just hang my hat on 
I'm going to open up a firm again. I'm going to have employees. I'm going to have, I'm going to have a lease. I'm going to do all these things. Right. And three years ago, I showed up to a Tony Robbins event and that's when everything shifted for me. And I realized, you know what? I've got to do something. I've got to push myself and actually go out and share this information because I do have a superpower in accounting and being able to free up money for people. And I've got to share that with the world. Right, right, right. Okay. That's great. That's awesome. So, my next question, I kind of thought of this just now. So, um, as far as being a tax strategist, right, you know, like the laws are changing all the time and, you know, it's always something that it seems like we have to know in order to get the best return we can get. So as far as you is concerned, like how much homework do you have to do in regards to staying up to date to the newest laws and, stuff like that. Like how often are you like researching, try to make sure you know what's new for the upcoming year as far as taxes? Tax laws don't change very often. So as much as people think that they do, there's changes to the actual like return, the way it looks. Mm -hmm. But we, in 2018, they came out with some new tax laws and it's probably been 20 years since they came out with that big of difference in tax laws. So there's only a handful of things that change everything's based off of the federal tax return. And so as long as you know what's going on with the federal, the tax software will do the state taxes. So it's not like I have to know every single law in every single state. I know enough information that I can fill out the tax software and the tax software will take it from there as long as you know how to prepare a federal tax return. So, you know, a lot of people think, well, at, you know, I, I have to go somewhere that someone knows everything about my state. Well, there's not a whole lot of differences. Like in the state of Arizona, you can give to a school and you can get charitable contributions for that. So there's a couple other states you do the same thing. But all of that is provided in the software. So we collect all of the information that we need from the funds. And once we collect that and put it into the software, it will generate all the things if they are entitled to a tax deduction or a tax credit or things like that. The, you know, one of the biggest things, and I, I guess I'll explain this is I think it's super important for people to understand, especially now is that if you don't have some sort of business right now, you're going, you're going in the hole and I'll explain it to you. And the reason why I got so adamant about speaking and the reason why I speak for Tony Robbins and for Les Brown and Eric Corey is because I teach this one simple thing, is that the average household income in America in this country is $60,000 a year. And now that was before the pandemic. It's grown, it's gone down much lower than that um, this year because 40% of Americans making under $40,000 a year lost their jobs. But the average household in America is, is 60 grand a year. They'll pay $14,000 in taxes. Their take home from that is $46,000 a year. And then what's left over is their take home. And now they have a cost of living. So it costs money to live, right? So mm -hmm. the average cost of living in America is $53,000 a year. So that means that the average household in America, family of four, is going in debt $7,000 a year to work. 40 hours a week, 50 weeks a year, take two weeks paid vacation. And so what I do is I teach people, one, you'd be brain dead not to own a home-based business. That's one of my books is why you'd be brain dead not to own a home-based business. And the reason why is because the average household is going in debt. And so from there, how do we fix that problem? 
And the reason why I started teaching and educating and speaking and providing the strategy is because I realized I had a way to fix that problem. When I got involved in network marketing, I I had a home-based business. So, you know, I realized, and and when I lost my business, I had to start my accounting practice back over from home. And so I knew always, because I've been a business owner probably since I can remember, at least 16 years old, I've been a business owner. So I knew all the tax deductions that I was entitled to take. I didn't realize that everybody else in America did not know the same information that I knew because I didn't learn this stuff in college. I learned it because my family were business owners. I was a business owner and I learned like I can write off everything. I can write off anything and everything that I want to write off legitimately, morally and ethically. Mm-hmm. And so when I got involved in network marketing, I did over 900 tax returns in a year's time frame for people who were in that company that I was involved in. And I'm not in network marketing anymore. But I realized that I can save the average person four to $8,000 a year, the average family. Right. And when I heard those statistics that I just shared with you, that the average household in America is going into $7,000 a year by Grant Cardone, I heard those in August of 2018. And I put together the fact that I'd just done over the course of a year, a couple of years prior, that I could save the average household four to $8,000 a year. I took those two together and said, Oh my God, like I could really change the world with this information. And that's where, that's where this all started. And that's where my business started skyrocketing. And I started focusing on the education piece, which is not typical in my, in the accounting world. Most people, if you're either doing or speaking or you're speaking and not doing right. Mm-hmm. So you, there's not both of them. And we just happen to have an accounting practice that, that does all the work and then I do all the speaking and then I also do the work. I review every tax return that walks out of my door. So it's a, it's a, a complete different skill than most people have. And it's, and it's through one, me being an entrepreneur first and foremost and running so many businesses, so many different types of businesses and different industries and understanding where people are. And then two, it's me understanding the tax knowledge that goes around it. So there you go. That's good. I like that. That's awesome. So, and then to add on to what you were just saying, um, I like how you said owning the business is probably something that a lot of us should be looking into. As far as myself, um, my clothing brand, which I told you about earlier, um, I started, well, actually my dad originally started it and I took it over from him and I reestablished it in 2016 and I've had my LLC since 2016. I still work a nine to five job as a production planner um, in New Produce, Virginia. So as far as myself, I can buy my personal, my business taxes together. And that's actually helped me save money and not have to pay. If I even if if I was to get a refund, it probably won't even be a big refund. I probably will have to end up paying back money every year. But um, my business has helped me save a lot of money and to get a return to either get some type of return. You know, if it wasn't for that. I probably wouldn't even get a return at all. And um, the person that does my taxes, I went with this lady last year and she was able to, you know, write off the square footage of my, of my home and write off gas. And she would just tell me everything and try to, um, that's trying to tell me everything that I spent, you know, how much do you spend in gas? How, how much square footage your home? 
um, how big is your office and, you know, what new equipment have you bought last year? There's so many things, man. And um, as far as myself, though, like if somebody is coming to you as a business, how can they be like more prepared um, to help you make your job easier? Because I know for myself, all I had was like an um, Excel spreadsheet of everything I spent, how much money I made. Um, but she mentioned like QuickBooks is a way to um, as a business to have all your stuff together. Um, what ways can businesses be more prepared to, you know, to give you the information that you need to help them do their taxes? So we work a little differently than most firms. So it's not like you call our office and say, hey, I want you to prepare a tax return and we send you an invoice. We literally, you go through a tax strategy session and we walk you through what was missing on your prior tax return what structure you should be set up as and then how you know moving forward what we need to do so you typically would book a tax strategy session then from there we invoice you for the tax returns depending on how you're structured whether you have a corporate return and a personal whether you just have a personal tax return and then from there then we we send you a deduction spreadsheet that i've created over the last you know 15 16 years of um you know just all of the things that you're entitled to take by having a, having a business. And then we go through an onboarding process, a tax onboarding process. So you literally have a conversation with a tax, a tax onboarder. They are collecting the information that we need. You send, you upload your documents to us. Now, granted, bookkeeping is definitely a, a, a big deal. The more money you make, the more imperative it is that you have some sort of bookkeeping. I would say at least when you get to a point where you're doing more than $50,000 a year in a business, you should have some sort of bookkeeping. I would say that you should have it sooner than that. Um, but you re really need to take it seriously when you get to a point where you're making that much money. And the reason why is because you're going to overpay in taxes if you're not keeping track of your books. And then if you do get audited then and you don't have a set of books, you're going to have to create that set of books. So, um, you know, those are only things. We are a full service accounting firm, so it's not like we don't just prepare returns. We process payroll. We set up LLCs. We set up as corporate elections. We, um, you know, we, we do corporate and personal tax returns, and then we do bookkeeping as well. Okay, that's great. That's like the whole, that's the whole shebang right there. Um yeah, that's awesome. So, and I know you mentioned that, you know, you started speaking. How long have you been an international speaker and uh, where have you spoken at? For, for two years. Okay. So, I've been, um, I've been speaking. I, my first speaking engagement was for Les Brown. Okay. And um, what, what other places have you spoken at? Like, do you do, go to different states or is this mainly in South Carolina? So I speak, I mean, I speak all over the country. Um, I've spoken in Canada. I was supposed to speak in Europe before COVID hit. And I've spoken in Punta Cana um, in the Dominican Republic. I was supposed to speak there again this past year, but uh, that got canceled. So I speak mostly for network marketing companies, network marketing leaders, and motivational speakers. And okay. I mean, I, I speak three to five times a day, typically. For different companies leaders um in the industry so i'm on tonyrobbins.com i just did tedx about a month and month and a half ago so okay that's great that's awesome so um have you always been like a person that like to speak in front of people or this is something that you started to develop later in your life <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I guess I, I mean, I love to talk to people. So, you know, I'm not a typical accountant. I, I don't like to just sit behind a desk right. and for me, you know, being able to speak and having that. And now, you know, I either am doing tax strategy sessions all day long, every day, or I'm speaking. So those are the two things that I do. I don't prepare tax returns anymore. My staff does that. Um, you know, it, my job every single day is to speak and do um, interviews or uh, I do speaking engagements, interviews, or tax strategy sessions for our hiring clients. Cool, cool. Okay. Um. So, yeah, let's just keep on going about what, you know, as far as everything you got going on. So, I know you have um, you have two books. One is called More Relaxing, Less Taxing, and What's Your Plan B? So what what inspired you to write these books? I know you, you mentioned earlier, like, you know, you had a lot of information and you feel like people should know, you know, these, this stuff going on. So what, what other things led you to, like, to write a book? And um, which book came first? So More Relaxing, Less Taxing was the first one. Um, I mean, I, I wrote the book because I knew in order to, you know, in order to be an expert, I needed to have some credentials or I needed to write a book. Mm-hmm. I and mean, that was it. And I had some content. So I worked on that book for about three weeks and developed that. And then the What's Your Plan B book that came out as a promotional tool for the network marketing industry. So that's, you know, what those books are for is literally what I teach every single day and how to push people in the direction of that they need to move from being a WG employee to a home based business owner and the massive tax deductions around it. So that's essentially why I did it. And then, you know, after that, I became a best-selling author on Amazon for both of those books. And and I've got an EA, which is an enrolled agent, has credential you can get with IRS. And then, um, and then I got my PhD in October. Congrats. Congrats to that. So is Amazon the only place you can get the book or is there any other places you can go get it? You can buy it on our website, OTB Tax more relaxing, less taxing.com as well. So you can buy those from us. Um, you know, we'd love for people to buy them directly from us. And one you can, if you buy them in bulk and 10 each, you get them for 10 bucks each instead of the 1495. So, you know, definitely you can go to our website and book a tax strategy session. You can um, check out our membership that we have. You can buy our books, you, all of that information and get a lot of free content on my website. Okay, cool, cool, awesome. Um, so yeah, so all of our listeners, man, make sure you check out those websites. I'm gonna put it in the link of the description of the podcast episode, so y'all can check that stuff out as well. Um, I got a couple more questions for you, Courtney, if you don't mind. Um, before we wrap it up, um, my next question to you is, um, I know we're in the pandemic right now, and like this has been affecting so many people around the world. Um, and I know you just mentioned like your business has grown ever. I mean, it's been growing even during this pandemic. Um, so as far as 2021, a lot of us are expecting this pandemic to die down. I guess that's the, a lot of the guesses that we're putting out there, you know, they got the vaccine, all this stuff. Um, and then we have a new administration with Biden coming in. Um, are you like, what are you expecting this year as far as your business and just this world in general, like, do you expect anything different as far as, you know, you know, as far as the taxes, I know, I know a lot of people expecting stimulus checks. 
some people got the $600 and people are expecting the $2,000 from Biden per se. Um, that's what, what changes and what new things are you expecting for 2021 this year? Well, you know, who our president is is still up in the air, very much up in the air. Um, I don't think, you know, and this is just this is just me personally, I do not think that we are going to find that on the 20th that there is going to be a president that part of the country thinks is, is going to be the president. Um, so as far as the tax laws, it, I, here's what I can tell you. If Biden is the president, expect to pay 30 to 40 percent more in taxes than you paid last year. Um, nobody should expect that there's any more than $600 coming because there's not. Uh-huh. Um, so there's just a lot that that's up in the air as far as the tax laws. And we had some amazing tax laws that were enacted back in 2018 for the first time in history in 20 years, small businesses dramatically got a increase in how much money that they kept. And so if that, if Biden does come into play um, on the 20th, then all of that will be reversed. Mm -hmm. So expect at least to pay a 30 to 40% higher tax bill next year than what you're paying currently. Um, But I don't expect that to happen. So I'm not um, assisting clients and telling them that anything's going to change because I don't expect it to change as of right now. Right. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, overall, I mean, like you said, mentioning having a business anyway would be a good thing regardless of who's in office. I mean, you know, right. and, I, and I'm just saying that because I've, I experienced that myself. I've noticed that, you know, I've saved a lot of money. Like I was able to write off a lot of things. I not, it was so many things I didn't know I can write off. Like, and it was just a blessing that for me to, find that out and to have someone that was able to give me that information um and i think some people are afraid to open up businesses because they're afraid that it might fail or they might lose money but i mean for, for what i've always heard and you like I say you're not the first person to tell me this like you know own the business is a good thing in this <laughs> in this year or in this lifetime we're living in right now so um you know i advise people man you know if you do have a business that you want to start and you just afraid to start it you know don't don't feel bad man go ahead and start that business and just you know do the best you can do like do everything you can do to make that business successful so that's just my advice to all of my listeners yeah i mean the biggest thing is is that the the irs gives you massive tax deductions to start a business because 70 percent of all small to medium-sized businesses is what create or excuse me, 70% of all of our jobs in this country are created by small to medium-sized businesses. Mm -hmm. That's why what has happened in this pandemic is so important and so valuable for people to understand that if small to medium-sized businesses go out of business, it goes along with them 70% of all the jobs in our country. Right. And so it's a very, very big deal. So, we get massive benefit as business owners, regardless if you have employees or not, to just have a business, right? So you've got the two tax systems in our country. You've got a tax system that was created to provide wealth, which is a business owner tax system. You've got a tax system that was created to steal wealth away, and that is the debt to employee tax system. And so if you don't figure out a way to join the business owner tax system, you don't have to do it full time. 
you don't have to go out and spend a ton of money. You can start a home-based business. You can get involved in network marketing. I don't care what it is that you do. You just need to do something. And if you do that something and you start a home-based business or a business for that matter, you now get the ability to redirect your living expenses, which are things you're already spending money on anyway. Meals, mileage, cell phone, internet, you know, uh, business use of home, your travel, you can hire your kids, you know, things like continuing education, personal growth and development, advertising, all of those things that you're already really spending money on today now get redirected into business expenses. And so you are not necessarily spending a lot more money. Now you're getting the benefit of massive tax savings along the way. So a W-2 employee that was created to steal wealth away, they pay the lion's share of the taxes. And the reason why is because business owners are generating economy. Mm-hmm. We are out every single day selling, pushing money back into the economy. Now somebody's paying taxes on it, right? So I, you know, I, I buy, I, I build up my business, I make money. Then from there, what I do, I go spend it on business supplies, on Amazon. I buy another, a new vehicle. I, you know, spend it on office supplies. I spend it on rent. So I'm pushing money back into the economy, which is good for the economy. So right. somebody's paying taxes on that money. At the end of the day, somebody's paying taxes on it, it's pushing out someone else. But then what's left over is the hopes are is that we'll hire employees well if i hire more employees that's good for the government that's good for the economy because the more employees i hire guess what the more employees there are to pay taxes and the less employees that they are are on unemployment or government support Mm -hmm. and so when you understand that like you have to have a home-based business so that you can get involved in that that second tax system that was created to provide wealth for you otherwise the average W-2 employee is going to pay 40% of every dollar they make in taxes, hands down. And in their lifetime, they're going to spend more in taxes than they will on food, clothing, housing, and transportation combined. Mm-hmm. So the the downfall is funny like that you say that because you're you are right. Business on people are scared to start their own business, but you're either going to pay it in taxes or you're going to pay it and try to be that to try to better your life. Right. Period. And when you understand that, like the guarantee is tax savings and the, the benefit and the, the word. So the worst case scenario to me is I'm saving money in taxes. I might lose some money, but I'm going to save more money in taxes, which is going to, at the end of the day, keep allow me to keep more of the money that i have regardless if i lose it or not Uh but the best case scenario is you walk away from that job that you hate or you walk away from the fact that you're spending 50 60 hours a week away from your family right realize that like that's the at the end of the day that's what you lose you know that's what you lose by staying right where you're at so i think 76 percent of americans hate their job Right. So why don't you do something different? The government's going to give you benefit to do something different, to start a business. You just have to know the rules and the rules work in the favor of the business owners. And if you don't like it, you wouldn't have a job if there weren't massive tax deductions for business owners, because people like me, if I paid the same amount in taxes as a W-2 employee, I wouldn't have 20 employees. I wouldn't have the extra money. 
to have the employees. Right. So that's why we get the tax benefits. And then from there, we push them off. We hire employees. We buy stuff. We push money back into the economy. We save money in taxes. And then we get to live our life. And you get to do that. It, it, you get to choose. In, in America, right now in our country, right now, I don't know what it's going to be for the future, but right now you have the freedom and the ability to decide when you get up every single day what you want to do and how you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I see that you get when you become a business owner. You don't necessarily ever get to do that when you're, especially if you're working for corporate America. If you're working for a small to medium-sized business, maybe. You know, my, my, my employees have a lot more leeway than someone that works for corporate America. But unless you figure out a way to have some sort of home-based business, you are always going to continue to go further and further in debt. Hey man, that that makes a lot of sense. I can definitely agree with that. Like I said before, um, you know, me just having my business helped me a lot. Just you know, like I said, writing stuff off and just on my tax returns every year. And um, you know, I plan on hopefully, you know, if I keep keep working hard at it, you know, this business can be my main source of income. But um, right now, you know, I'm just trying to do my nine to five and still working my business too. And, you know, one day that time will come to where I can just be uh, solely, you know, on my on my business and make money off of that. Um, but, yeah, a lot of stuff that you said on this whole episode makes a lot of sense. And um, to all of our listeners, you know, make sure, you know, like I said before, if you want to start a business 2021, don't be afraid to do it, man. It's not that hard to start, you know, I mean, go see a local tax building and, you know, tell them. You want to get your business license and what the name of your business is going to be and what it's doing. And then from there, man, you just do your research, too. I mean, the Internet is your best friend, man. You can find out any and everything for the most part on how to start a business, on how to do anything. So, but, yeah, man, 2021, man, I'm just inspiring y'all, my listeners, to keep on striving. If you got something you want to do, go ahead and go for it, man. You only got one life, so you don't want to live with regrets either, you know, wishing you would have did this and did that, so. Um, and yes, to my guests, thank you for all the information, Courtney. Um, before we go, do you want to give people your, um, if you have any social media handles and your, and your websites again, so they can follow you and look forward to what you got to offer this year? Yep. So I've got a really, I would say Facebook, if you're going to Facebook, um, there's a really good group that I have. Obviously you can find me Courtney Epps, but I have a group called More Relaxing, Less Taxing. Uh, lots of content there. Instagram, I'm Courtney Epps Tax. I think LinkedIn, you can find me. It's either Courtney Epps or Courtney Epps Tax. So I, I put a ton of content um, through Facebook, Instagram, as well as YouTube. And YouTube, it, you can find me at either Courtney Epps. Um, you can type that in and find, and find access to me. But you can also find me through OTB Tax, which is the name of my company. Cool, cool. And um, the more relaxed and less taxing. So you said it's a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I put a lot of content in there. Almost every day we post content there. Okay, cool. I'm going to definitely look into that myself. And um, to all my listeners, you know, make sure, man, if you want any information, go ahead and get into that Facebook group. Because I'm actually, I'm in like plenty of Facebook groups. I'm in like podcasts, Facebook groups, um, clothing line, Facebook groups. Like <laughs> I find a Facebook group for anything I can find that, that can help me personally. So yeah, I'm going to definitely try to tap into that as well. Um, but, yeah, is there anything else you want to tell our listeners before we go? You know, I mean, the only thing I think 
guys, is, is it's a new year and it's a new start for, you know, one, it's never been a better time to have a home-based business. You have got to find something you're passionate about. Really don't care what that is. You just got to find something so that you can free up money. And with taxes being our number one expense, it is crucial for you to figure out a way to free up that, those taxes. Well, how do we do that? That's by having a home-based business. So you've got to find something, get involved. And the more you do, obviously, the hope is, is that you'll make more money. But at the end of the day, now you're saving more money in taxes. So you're providing more for your family with what you already have. And all you've literally got to do is put in three to five hour, three to five days a week for 45 minutes a day to attempt to earn an income. So, you know, don't allow people to tell you that, you know, you can't make it or you don't have enough money to get started or, you know, I had nothing. I had nothing. Um, but, you know, getting our accounting practice started from nothing. Uh -huh. You know, we had to start over. And if you failed before, I would just say go out and attempt again because, you know, we failed. I, I lost a quarter of a million dollars. I was a quarter of a million dollars in debt. I lost a whole lot more than that. But, you know, uh, things change. And the more you learn, uh, you know, I, I've been able and blessed now to be a platinum partner with Tony Robbins. And, understanding that I can get around people who are in the same industry or in the same realm as where I want to be. Wow. And I can work alongside them and literally condense time. So I can take the skills and the information that they've given and I can take that to a whole nother level. And that's exactly what I've been able to do. So, you know, spend the money, find a home-based business, join something, Save the money in taxes so that you can have a better life for you and your family. So, I mean, because it's all about teaching more people how to save more money so that they can have more, live more, and then, in, in essence, like, be able to give more. Awesome, awesome. That's excellent, man. And, um, yeah, just to wrap it up, man, everything that, you know, Courtney said is true, and I, I'm a living example of it. And, um, like I said, to all of our entrepreneurs out there, man, let's keep striving. 2021 is going to be a great year for everyone. And, um, yeah, I'm just praying that everybody will have a great year. And um, to my guest, Courtney Epps, thank you again from South Carolina. Thank you so much. Much success to your business um, this year and in the future. And, um, yeah, just keep being great. And this is um, another episode of the Caption the World podcast. I want to give a shout-out to all of our Spotify listeners, Apple Podcast listeners, YouTube listeners, man. Thank you for rocking with us. We're going to have a lot of great content coming in 2021, man. Like I said before, 2021 is the year. Um, it's the, it's the, um, the year for everybody to do, be great. And it's a bounce back year. You know, if you had a bad year last year, 2021 is going to be a bounce back year for everyone, man. So let's keep hustling, keep striving. And we'll see you all in the next episode. We'll see you all next week. This is another episode of the Caption World Podcast. This is your host, David Carmichael II and Courtney Epps. Thank you again. We'll see y'all next week. Have a good one. Peace. Thank you.